In 2013, a whirlwind in a bride's dress swept into Eurovision. It was the Finnish Duracell bunny Krista Siegfrieds who ding-donged her way into the final and into the hearts of many Eurovision fans with her desperate plea to get to walk down the aisle. Today, seven years later, she obviously managed to fulfill her wish as she is currently big as a house and ready to plop at any moment. So let's get this show on the road before she goes into labor. I am your non-qualified midwife, Emil Lövström, and this is Eurovision Legends. Welcome to Eurovision Legends, Krista Siegfrieds! Woohoo! Thank you! <laughs> what a funny intro! <laughs> How are you? I'm fine. I'm super pregnant at the moment. I'm just about to pop. <laughs> but <laughs> I feel good. I feel good. Uh, like a stuffed turkey ready for Thanksgiving. Exactly. Yeah, please come and eat me up now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really, you know, I've been feeling good during my pregnancy, but now I just want her to come out the next Eurovision star. (laughs) (laughs) I personally think that sanity is very overrated and I know that you are fucking crazy. So this is going to be a wild ride. (laughs) Yeah, let's see. So, you know, every every time when somebody wants to talk about Eurovision, I'm in because that's one of my favorite topics, too. I thought we could warm up with a little quickie here. Are you ready? Yes. Best song from Finland in Eurovision. Uh, Marry me, of course. (laughs) (laughs) But if I cannot say marry me, then I say Sata Salama with Vicky Rosti. song from Finland in Eurovision? Ooh, um, that's that's a tricky one. I, I think I say no comment on that one because <laughs> I'm going to get so many enemies. <laughs> <laughs> Should Chicholina have won in Finland this year? Oh, that's a really tough question because um, I, I did love Chicholina a lot, but I also really loved Axel's song. A Finnish song in Eurovision is, is more difficult for people to to take in. So maybe it is better to go with a international English song. Favorite country in Eurovision besides Finland. Yeah, besides Finland. <laughs> then also Sweden, of course. I have always loved the songs that Sweden uh, sends to Eurovision Song Contest. I also really loved uh, Turkey. I don't understand why they uh, why they are not in it anymore because I, I love the music that they brought there so I think it's time for them to come back I totally agree Yeah. who should have won Eurovision but didn't? Christa Siegfried <laughs> <laughs> when will Finland win next time aka when will you be back? exactly well uh, I think it might happen in let's say uh, 20 years when my daughter is representing Finland in Eurovision <laughs> Song Contest <laughs> and I be the amazing momager helping her with everything <laughs> well you survived the first part 
I I thought you would say bye bye baby with cat cat as yeah the- that is also one of my favorites I really love cat cat uh, I that that one should also be there for sure kun silmi sinisi katsoin luulin niin onnen susta löytyneen sua rakastin muut unohdin sinut tahdoin omaksei vaan kuulsain että ainoa en sulle olekaan kun kerran viimeisen suljen oven varoen olet mulle historia when you first got interested in Eurovision? Yeah, I do actually. Um, so I think I was around five years or something like that because we were always watching it at home. It was a thing, you know, we were watching it with the whole family and uh, giving points and uh, just celebrating it. And um, I remember I was completely blown away when I saw Carola with Fongarava and Stormwind. I thought that was amazing. I just fell in love with the song i fell in love with the energy with the dance moves and i was hooked for life after that in 2013 you participated in the national final do you say umk yeah umk yeah was this the first time you tried to compete or had you made any attempts before oh this is a funny uh, question actually i had a rock band <laughs> Before that, and I don't remember what year, but I think that we once sent a song to, yeah, how do you say it? To the, the selection panel. Yeah, sure. But we we did not make it. But I, I know that we, yeah, we sent a song and I think the song was called Fridays. But <laughs> luckily it did not uh, make it to the competition <laughs> because maybe it was not that good. <laughs> but um, that was many, many years ago. We were very young. We were only studying at that time. So, uh, you never released the song. No, it's not very good. But we <laughs> thought it was fun. Uh, it was a party song. But I'm I'm happy that uh, Marry Me was the song that was selected and the rest is history. Marry Me was composed by you, Erik Nyholm, Christopher Karlsson and Jessica Lundström. And I guess here I gave them very sweet pronunciations of the names. Yep, that's true. Um, Erik Nyholm, he's a Swedish-speaking Finn like me from Finland. but And also Jessica Lundström. But uh, Christopher Carlson is from Sweden, actually, from oh. Falkenberg. Mm-hmm. And you have written several songs with this team, and many of them strangely, exactly three minutes long or slightly below. <laughs> yeah, was... we are into Eurovision. <laughs> so... Every song had to be Eurovision-ish. <laughs> so I guess Marry Me wasn't the only one you submitted. No, but no, that's, um, the thing is, Marry Me was the only one. Okay. Because um, I really, I remember, oh my God, I, I love it so much because I wanted to participate in Eurovision and I wanted to make a thing of it. I wanted it to be a theme. I wanted it to be crazy uh, and fun and bubbly and popish. So Marry Me was the perfect song for it. Uh, and that was the only song I sent in because I was, if this is not the one, then that, then it's not going to be anything.
the the thing is that uh, when I participated in UMK and I won it and got to represent Finland in Eurovision Song Contest, we were in a great hurry to get my album out. So all of those songs uh, actually we made after Marry Me. Ah. Amen. The song Amen we made before, but all the other songs we made after Marry Me. So I had a crazy busy spring after I won UMK because I had so much work to do. So much uh, performances and promotion and rehearsals. And then on top of it all, I also was in the studio making these songs. But uh, it was so much fun. Do you remember who you thought was your biggest competitor in the national final? Um, yeah, I remember that. It was um, in the top three. It was uh, me and and a guy called Mikael Sari, a very, very good singer. We should be through we should be through but I and then it was uh, another pop pop star called Diandra We were uh, in the media as in the top three, but I don't think people thought that I was going to win because I was at that time, I was not uh, famous or anything like that. I think that people were really thinking that maybe Deandra would have won because she was more uh, a bigger name because she had already won the idols or, and the Mikael Sari had this very like a, a, a sad ballad, heartbreaking ballad that I think that people in, in Finland maybe like that kind of music. Yeah. But I was there uh, as the crazy bride, as a, as a joker <laughs> in the top three that people were talking a lot about. But then I think uh, what actually happened was that my show uh, and my song was so different from what we normally do in Finland and I think people thought it was really fresh and funny and then the show was big and over the top, something that we were not used to in Finland, at least not at that time. So that's why that's why I think people just voted for it because we we got so we I think I don't I don't remember how many percents of the votes, but we really like won it big time. Yeah, you got 26% of the votes and mm. Marry Me was a number with e extra everything. Wind machines, fluttering <laughs> veils and a chorus that got stuck in everyone's ears before the three minutes were, were over. And by a pretty big margin, you won the pre-selection and got a ticket to Malmö. Yes. Please take us back to your memories from Malmö. Oh my God, it was uh, what a, like the best, I had, I had the time of my life there, you know. I, I always dreamed about representing Finland in Eurovision Song Contest and all of a sudden I was there. It's, it's crazy, I, I just want to tell you this because my mom found a, a school book from when I was 13 and in that school book I have written to my teacher that someday I will represent Finland in Eurovision Song Contest. <laughs> and I think that's so amazing. And then it actually happened. So it was a real dream come true. So while I was there, yeah, of course, it was exhausting because you were just rehearsing, performing, uh, giving interviews. You're working 24-7. You don't sleep that much. You're nervous. 
but it was so worth it because we also had so much fun and it was like a big festival like a carnival we we were just there with my team ding dong every day <laughs> we had a different theme and we were out there with the fans we were singing screaming shouting spreading love and good vibes to everybody it was really i was so it, it, we put on a show you know every day was a show for us and we we really loved it did anything happen behind the scenes that you can share with us oh what could that have been I, I just remember also that uh, after we made it through to the finals, which was crazy because Finland hadn't been in the final then for many years, so it was a big thing. But then I had been uh, like, yeah, screaming so much and celebrating so much, so I almost lost my voice. <laughs> so I had to go. So I had to get, uh, yeah, from a doctor that I couldn't, you know. I had to be quiet and couldn't speak, you know, and it was a big thing in Finland in all the newspapers. Oh my God, she lost her voice, you know. It was not that dramatic, but but, uh, but yeah, I remember that. And then I remember one thing also. I don't know what happened to me. I The crazy Bridezilla got to me. <laughs> but the day before the final, I said to my manager, I want to bleach my teeth because <laughs> at least... I want to have the whitest teeth on stage. And they thought that, what the fuck is she talking about? Has she lost it? And I said, no, you have to book a time to a dentist for me. <laughs> so the day before the final, I went to bleach my teeth. There was nothing wrong with them, but I just felt like I had to do it. <laughs> because I wanted to have a really white smile in the final. <laughs> And I don't think you see any, you know, you cannot really see it. It was not like my teeth was bad before, but that was just a crazy thing I got. I wanted to have the whitest teeth on stage. <laughs> <laughs> I was so embarrassing, but yeah, that happened. <laughs> Were everyone nice to you or did they pat you on the head because you're from Finland? Um, I remember it as that everybody was uh, nice to me, yeah. I, I think also, I do think that some contestants were maybe a bit annoyed by us because we were always, wherever we came, we were always stealing the show. <laughs> we were always starting to scream, oh, 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 ding dong, and ruined everybody else's interviews because we were so loud and we made so much noise everywhere. So I think that some people maybe did not like us, but, but we were just happy and we thought that everybody loved us. <laughs> I was on site in Malmö and I remember that the city was full of Finnish Eurovision fans dressed as brides during this week. Yeah, it was amazing. I'm always the bridesmaid. <laughs> and, and you were a pretty big fan favorite too. Did you embrace this love there and then? Yes, I, I realized that immediately that the fans, the Eurovision fans really loved the song and, and loved uh, our energy. And I love that because that was what I was aiming for all the time because I love Eurovision and I want to be a part of it and I still want to be a part of it. So I was really happy that they they just liked me and that they liked the song because I, I have done so much funny things with Eurovision after Malmö also. I've been always performing at all these Euro clubs uh, around in Europe and I like the best dance in the world. Not everyone was satisfied and rumors circulated that some TV companies would boycott the broadcast because you kissed a girl and liked <laughs> yeah. it. 
Exactly. I kissed the girl and I liked it. And yeah, of course, we knew that and we heard that. But yeah, we just thought that, yeah, what the fuck is their problem? You know, we were so young and we were so cocky and we were just like, we want to show, you know, where we stand in this question. You know, love is for everybody. We're here to spread love and happiness and have fun. So we never had any plans of like uh, changing our plans or that we would have taken away the kiss like never even though we, we heard rumors that people were going to boycott us. Was this a made-up shitstorm, you think? Or did you notice that some people actually were genuinely upset about this? Yeah, I realized it. Oh, my God. I got, you have no idea, I got so many death threats um, uh, because of the kiss. Uh, so I really know that it was serious, serious for a lot of people. But still, it was like, uh, this was my show. I wanted to do it. You know, nothing could stop me. Oh, my God. That's madness, I think. Yeah, it's really madness. But the thing is, even though I got a lot of threats uh, and even death death threats, I also received uh, so much love and so much beautiful letters. And I remember especially handwritten letters from Russia and Ukraine a lot of people that are living in the closet, you know, and how important it was for them to see something like this on TV because they never see it, you know. Yeah. So for them, so that that felt um, that felt really good uh, that that you made a difference. And I think what people also don't know is that in Finland that time, you know, Finland is a Nordic modern country, but still it was not allowed same-sex marriages. You could not get uh, married in Finland in the church. And we wanted to uh, make a statement about that, you know, show them that we are the new generation and this is what we think. We think it's bullshit, you know. Love is for everybody. And yeah, I just took the opportunity to show that. Great, great. I love it. Me, myself, would never kiss a girl. But hey, let's be (laughs) open-minded. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) There were also some rumors about whether the lyrics were misogynistic and sexist or not. Yeah, I remember that too. You were involved in writing the lyrics and are a woman yourself. Yeah. What do you think about this debate? Yeah, I remember when it... When, when uh, it started, because it came as a shock to me, because the thing is, the, the song is just, also, if you watch the, the music video, you can see it's a lot of humor in it. It's really just funny, and it, you're not supposed to take it that seriously. It's more like a, a little joke. Yeah. And then, and I also think it's like, because we saw it as, what, yeah, what if it's like uh, two girls that are together getting married i'm your slave and you're my master yeah we're both (laughs) girls so what does it matter you know that people i just i think that people just wanted to make a thing out of it and wanted to misunderstand it yeah but i guess this debate gave you good publicity yeah i think all publicity is good publicity right (laughs) (laughs) it was crazy like people were talking so much about it and the whole um the whole song and uh, me as an artist, I got a lot of publicity. It felt like I was in the media, in the news, in Finland, but also around in Europe, like that spring all the time, almost yeah. every day. It was uh, it was crazy, but I was just enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gender equality issues are always important, but... I mean, when I read about this in 2013, I thought it was just bullshit. Yeah. Uh, Do you remember if you had any personal favorite among the songs in Malmö? 
yeah, I think that uh, the Nordics, uh, we had really a strong year because I like the song from, from Norway, Margaret's song. Now I can't see. Of course, yeah, Emily, the forest that one, also beautiful song from Denmark. But I also liked uh, Sweden, Robin Scharberg's lot. So I'm starting to speak Swedish here. Yeah. No. So it was. A, I remember it as a very strong Nordic year. Ukraine and the third. I'm like a That was actually my favorite. Uh, Azerbaijan was accused of cheating themselves to a second place. Then yeah. And Denmark won. Yeah. How many times do we have to fight? How many times do we get it right between us? Only Finland surprisingly ended up with just a uh, 24th place and 13 points. Yeah, what the fuck happened there? I don't yeah, understand what Europe. Did Europe, there? what happened Europe? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think you didn't earn um, points? It's really hard to say because um, I remember I thought I, I did not think that we were going to win because I do realize that Europe um, is conservative and i knew that there were a lot of countries that were gonna hate what we did but i also d thought that we we were gonna get a better place than that i honestly thought so so i i don't i really don't know what happened of course i was a bit sad for it then but in the end it did not matter because the whole uh, adventure and the experience we got was so amazing and then for me to become a Eurovision fan favorite was just bigger than all of that. Yeah. And I'm just very grateful for that. The strange thing is that the Nordic countries ignored your song. That's really strange. Yeah, I don't know why they did that. Why did they not? I, I cannot tell because I thought um, it was a really, a really catchy pop song uh, with a great uh, chorus. And I thought the number was super fun. Yeah. So I think uh, it deserved better. <laughs> I totally agree. And what happened after Eurovision in 2013 in your life? Um, I remember that year just that it was so busy for me. It was so crazy because all of a sudden everybody wanted me to be everywhere. You know, I had so much gigs. I went on tour and I performed, yeah, a lot in Finland, but also around in Europe. I did a lot of gay prides around. And then I was, uh, yeah, a judge in uh, The Voice Kids Finland. And all of a sudden, people wanted me to every TV show. So I just remember it as a, 
as a, a crazy year when I was working so much 24-7. And uh, I was uh, happy, of course, because it was a dream come true. And all of a sudden, everything, a whole new world opened up to me. But I also remember that I was super tired after that year. I can believe. Yeah. And, and you have competed twice in Sweden's Melodifestivalen. Yes. 2016 with the song Faller and 2017 with Snurra Min Jord. And, and now I wonder, how come you competed both times with songs in Swedish? I mean, except these two songs, your discography is more or less only in English. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that is interesting because um, I, I want to tell you this story because it was fun. When I represented Finland 2013, Krista Björkman came to my uh, dressing room to wish me luck before the show. And then I started, you know, just to sing his song. <laughs> because I have had, I had this disturbing tick that if I see somebody, their song starts to spin in my head. Yeah. So when I saw him, I was like, Oh my god, Christa Björkman! And then I started to sing his song. And I do that with everybody and it's so embarrassing, but it just happens. And flattering. And then, yeah, and then we were talking and he thought I was funny. And then he said, Krista, you should really come and compete in Melody Festival and sometimes. And I thought it was just a joke. And I said, yeah, yeah, whatever, call me. Yeah. <laughs> and then he actually called me the next year. And they said he said that he had a song for me. Um, and it was a Swedish song, but at that time I did not I did not like that song, and so that was in 2014. Do you do you remember what happened with the song? Did it compete? No, uh, it didn't actually, because I checked that out, and and I don't think they got someone to to take that song. Do you? Nobody wanted it. Maybe it was <laughs> shit. <laughs> no, but I, I really don't remember what song it was anymore. But then I was just not ready for it, you know, and I did yeah. not really like the, the song and it did not feel right so uh, but then I thought that maybe I could just try to to write a song myself and send it in there and um, then they said that that we have a we have room for you if you uh, if you sing in Swedish okay and yeah and that that was interesting and at first I thought that you know I like to do in pop music in English but then again my Modern tongue is Swedish, so I thought, yeah, what the hell? Let's try to do some music in Swedish. Could be fun, right? Because I do love Swedish pop music. So um, then I, I I went over to Stockholm. I wrote some songs with uh, great songwriters in Stockholm, and then we decided to to send in Falla that year, 2016. Two years, yeah, later after I've been talking to Krista, and uh, they they chose the song, and I was just. So uh, I just thought, like, what a great adventure. Let's go to Melody Festival because I love the song. <laughs> I don't know. I, I was sad that I didn't make it through, but... On the other hand, I was also, you know, I, I thought it was a good song. 
Yeah, I totally agree. It felt uh, like very interesting and it was also for me something new, you know, then to sing in Swedish and to do something new, meet new people, get to be a part of Melody Festival and, and, and it was also one hell of a ride. It was like mini Eurovision. It was super fun. Yeah, many artists that have competed in both Eurovision and Melody Festivalen that I have talked to in this podcast, like Bakara, like Katrina and the Waves, uh, now I can't remember anymore. Yeah, Anna Salin. Everyone says that Melody Festivalen is much harder than Eurovision. Um, I don't think so. Why? Why do they think that? Uh, Katrina, she said that the competition was much harder in Melody Festivalen because. The, the songs that the composers were so much better than in Eurovision. Mm-hmm, okay. Yeah, okay, they think in that way. Yeah, of course, like Melody Festival and always has a really high standard. And I think it's also a bit hard, of course, when you come from another country, like I come from Finland, to compete in Melody Festival and people is like, what the fuck is this Finn doing here? <laughs> <laughs> they cannot make any music. Why is she here? Why would anybody vote for me? But uh, uh, no, but I don't know. But then I think Eurovision again. Yeah, no, I think they're both hard, you know. Yeah. Uh, what can you tell us about the, the other song, Snurra Min Jord? Yeah, and then Snurra Min Jord, I uh, wanted revenge, of course. <laughs> yeah. So uh, another opportunity. And then I had this record deal then to do, uh, yeah, like s- Swedish songs with Universal Music Sweden. And uh, I wanted to do like a, a nice uh, Swedish pop song with a nice beat, clubby vibe. And I really liked uh, Snurra Min Jord and, and we sent it in and then they chose to, to take it. So then, okay, here we go again. <laughs> and uh, the same thing there. There's just like, um, I don't know what happened. It was just, uh, we didn't make it through. It was maybe, it was not, it was not strong enough or I don't know. me. <laughs> Faller got it's... a sixth place in the semi-final mm. and Snurra Min Jord ended last in the semi-final. Mm. Such a shame. <laughs> I, I remember that I was very shocked that, that they, they didn't make it. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I am too and, and, um, and I, I don't know why but the thing is now I still do, when I listen to the songs now later on, I, I still like them. I think they are nice songs. And uh, it's funny that there's a lot of Eurovision fans uh, actually from abroad that, is, that are not from uh, Finland or Sweden that really like the songs. So when yeah. I go to Eurovision parties, for example, in England, they are like, we want to hear Snurra Min Jord. Like they're crazy about that song. So that's really <laughs> funny, actually. And, you know, and I think life is also like an adventure. You should try new and different things. So I don't, I don't have any regrets of me making... Uh, pop music in Swedish or trying Melody Festival in uh, with Swedish songs. Uh, I have no regrets there. You know, it was fun and uh, I learned things and um, yeah. Then you never know what happens in the future. Where am I going to go next? Am I going to go to Norway or San Marino? (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, well, I know Ralph Siegel, so I, I can hook you up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You never know what's going to happen. Have you tried to compete in Melody Festival and more times? No, now I haven't done that. Uh, and I think, um, I don't know if I would do it again, then I think maybe with an English song or something. It's, it just has to feel right, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, because it also takes a lot of energy and work. So if I would do it again, then it has just to, f- everything has to fall into places and it has to feel super right. But I always want to go back to Eurovision, you know, for me, because that, that's, that place is amazing. So when people ask me, like, could you ever consider coming back to Eurovision? Yeah, I could, but I don't know how and I don't know where or for what country. <laughs> but a part of me always wants to go back to it because it was so much fun, you know. That's always the goal, but, but you don't know if it's going to happen again or, or not. In later years, it has been impossible for you to try to compete for Finland since you have gotten what is almost a standing gig of hosting their pre-selection. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's true. And that is also a thing that I have, uh, I have loved it so much, you know. It's, uh, it's been uh, the best and the funniest job ever. So, uh, yeah. Not if, but when you compete next time to reach Eurovision, what kind of song do you want to have then? And which country will you be trying out for? If you can just <laughs> pick one. If I can just pick one. Oh, that's really hard because I don't know. But the thing is that I live in the Netherlands now, so maybe this is my next victim. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you have may- maybe you have close to the arena next year. Exactly, that's true. I live in Amsterdam, but I'm def- you're definitely going to see me in Rotterdam next ah, year. Ah, lovely. Yeah. I really enjoyed this little chat, and I'm very pleased that we got to cover everything we wanted before your water broke. Yeah, me too. Because the thing is, it can break any day now, so <laughs> I'm really, really happy for this. Next time I hope you're not pregnant so we could empty some boxes of wine. Yeah, oh my god, you have no idea how much I want to do that. I really <laughs> <laughs> I really look forward to that because this I can tell you all, alcohol-free wine is shit. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> so, looking forward to that. Are And you going to be in Rotterdam this spring? I hope I will. Mm. You never know these times, but no, true. if I got an accreditation, I will absolutely be there. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I hope it's going to happen. And thanks to my equally crazy listeners who listen to this shit chat. <laughs> shit chat! <laughs> you find Eurovision Legends on Facebook and Instagram, and my mail is email at slagervandena.se. You can find all information and all episodes on eurovisionlegends.se or wherever you listen to podcasts. Good luck with the baby, darling. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's going to be so exciting. Name it Emil. Yeah, but you know what? It's a girl. <laughs> Well, Emil would be perfect either way. Emil or Emilia, you don't know. But yeah, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Pussu ja halaus. Ja, pussu ja ja hala ja. <laughs> ja, tack hör du. Tjöt om dig. Vi hörs och ses. Det gör vi. Det gör vi. Bra, hej då. Hey.